People have been hunting birds since the dawn of time. They've been hunted for food, for feathers, and more recently for pleasure and sport. People hunt many different types of birds for many different reasons. And you are about to hear some of the stories behind these reasons. This is the GoHuntBirds.com podcast. Hey, this is Mark from the GoHuntBirds.com podcast. This is episode number 13, and today I sit down with Mike Finley from the Urban Outdoorsman podcast. Mike is the guy who got me into the podcast game here, and uh, we just kind of sat down and had a little bit of a chat in and amongst our Duck Camp October edition weekend. Uh, most of the guys were even having a nap, out sitting having a beer, or some of them were out scouting for the uh, hunt and uh, Mike and I decided to maybe sit down for a few minutes and chat about duck hunting strategies. And uh, then we took off to do some scouting slash hunting as we went and hunted a new place that we had found. Just as a uh, side note, we did not shoot any ducks that night because when we got in there, the ducks were already there. However, uh, we've since been back to that place and have shot uh, quite a number of ducks. So anyway, sit down, tune in, and uh, thanks again for listening to our show we're uh at duck camp 2018 the october edition mike finley and i are dueling podcast yeah exactly i i suggested to mark that we record a casual podcast so first we got some beers yeah. <laughs> and then we were trying to decide who would host it and so we're, so we're just both hosts so we're going to record it for both of us and then we're going to each put it onto our podcast feeds and his audience can obviously follow along with him and mine with mine and we'll see who gets the most uh Five star. Oh, reviews. okay, okay. <laughs> what I'm going to do is ed- re-edit it to make myself sound better. Okay, <laughs> for sure, and more knowledgeable. So we're it's uh, Saturday afternoon. Everyone is out hunting except for the two of us. We're waiting on one other guy to get here, and then we're going to head out as well. Um, we've had a pretty good weekend so far. You've had you've yeah, been having fun. Great time. We're having a great time. So Mark, every year, and this is a great thing that Mark does that um, I am very lucky to benefit from. Mark has decided to get people together from various parts of his life that he meets all over the place and uh introduce them to each other to go hunting and that includes people like me who have more limited experience than the other guys and it's it's a total blast and uh we're actually not seeing as many birds we're seeing a lot we're seeing a lot but they're, they're we're not, in the middle why of, do you figure that is uh we're just in the middle of we always call it the lull there's a lull of the of the year where where we don't get the birds finishing like we want to um, maybe they're stale. Maybe they've been here for a few weeks. Yeah. They haven't been, been uh, bumped around as much. So, but anyway, um, we're seeing lots. We're, I think we had a northwest wind last night. We we're going to see more new birds yeah. today. Yeah. We may have had some of the birds that were here bumped out of here with the wind. So, we a lot see. of us, and we had a we had a temperature drop last night. Yeah, that's true. Right? Got cold. Got cold down this morning. It, it was well. minus one this morning. So, yeah, it's a beautiful morning today. It was dead still. We were trying to move our decoys around, <laughs> chucking rocks out into the middle just to make them rock. Yeah. But uh, no dice. Actually, Mark, I'm going to adjust your mic. This is, I apologize for everyone for the noise. There we are. That'll, that'll make a little bit less. Now I'm going to sound prettier. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty easy looks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I've been doing these duck camps events 
with my guys from the Go Hunt Birds crew. Um, this is the fifth year of them. Uh, up until this year, we just did one a year. And last year, we the, the one was almost 40 guys, and we just found a little too much to organize yeah. 40 guys. So we decided to do two 20-ish guys events, which has been great because we had our first event in October, or sorry, in September. And uh, really good time. Shot around 100 birds over the weekend, which is pretty normal for these camps. Yeah. And I think this weekend we're, we're pushing around the 40 bird mark so far. But the guys are out tonight. You never know. We could have a yeah. smasher, a couple of hunts, and yeah bring the average up yeah and actually so mark is like sort of the general of this organization in the sense that he writes everything on a board as to where we're gonna go and then we go there yeah but uh since i have him i've got you behind the scenes i guess how do you decide like where you're gonna first for people who are just getting into this what factors do you consider obviously scouting is a big one but what are kind of i don't know three five ten things you really want to think about when you're trying to decide which field or which let's start with fields for geese we got to scout them first, so we, we want to find places that have birds. We're not gonna, just going to go set up somewhere because it's pretty. pretty yeah. <laughs> um, so we've been scouting fields all week to kind of have about eight or ten spots in the back of our mind to, to hunt. Yeah. Um, when I set the groups out, it's a number. It, it comes down to literally a number of things. We are. I like to each group to have one of our members of our team in it. Yeah. That way, if the if the landowner or somebody that comes along wants to know, like, there's, there's not a whole bunch of strangers out yeah, in yeah. their in their property, you that's know. That's good for stuff. Uh, so, so that's kind of number one. Um, who has a truck versus who doesn't comes into play. So, who's going to pull these the gear around in our in the trailers? I, and I have stuff? I have the city man's truck, a Subaru Outback. Yeah, so so we it's hard to put a sixteen dozen goose decoys into that little car. No. So little, I actually <laughs> would say to you that that has quite a lot of space in the back. Just take a look. I yeah. think you might like it. It's got good ground clearance. Yeah, a guy six foot six would love a car like that. I'm yeah, sure. <laughs> the seats go back pretty far. Yeah. Right? You have to, I think you'd have to take the front seat out. <laughs> just sit right there. Yeah. But uh, and just for reference, Mike is how tall? Well, it depends how hot it yeah. is. If I'm expanded or not. <laughs> Let's say five seven. Yeah. Yeah, I hide. I hide really easily. Makes yeah. me a better hunter. Yeah. Mark's got to have like all kinds oh, of I'm, accessories. I need to have a big man blind. Yeah. But. Um, also, who can call? You know, you, know, you kind of let's say you're setting up five guys. It's nice to have one guy that can call, one yeah. guy that knows how to flag, and one yeah. guy that knows how to, you know, that you know. I gotta say, flagging to me looks fairly straightforward. It is, but it isn't. Some guys just think it's just wave a flag, and yeah. away you go. Okay, I saw one of those guys. Uh, it's watching what the birds are doing and reacting. So, so I often try to flag as the birds are looking like they're just about to turn. Yeah, when you give a little flag and then stop. Just to sort of focus now their attention. Just kind of picture yourself. You see something out of the corner of your eye. Look, it draws your attention, yeah. and then if you look over there and it's not there, now you're kind of looking to see what it is you saw. Right. And so, so that's kind of where I'm thinking the flag. Like, I, I tend not to flag at birds aggressively when yeah. they're when they're looking at us. I tend to flag birds aggressively when they're far away. I want to get their attention far away. And then as they get close, I'll I'll do a couple of small ones. As they're getting really close, I might just do a like you know two little hand movements just to give the enticement of a bit of a movement. But it, it, I guess yeah, it could look like it's just we're just waving a flag around. And, yeah. But there is a bit of an art to it. Yeah, yeah. You know? Well, and like the other thing I noticed as well, I noticed this when we were turkey hunting as well. Is it seems like there's a lot of call philosophies mm -hmm. that differ between yeah. guys. Yeah. What's your call philosophy in terms of volume? Do what volume? they do. They're, if they're calling 
than you call. If they're not calling, maybe not. Like, yeah, you know, it's it's on a per time basis. Like, yeah, I find because it seems to me that a lot of guys get the very strong urge to just start ripping calls out. I guess if you're paying two hundred bucks a call, you want to use it as often as you can, maybe. But <laughs> well, if you've been practicing too, I sometimes find I'm enjoy, I enjoy turkey calling just because you know you're proud of where yeah. you've got in terms yeah. of your turkey calling, yeah. so you do it. Uh, I kind of always find more is more is or less is more, you know. Yeah. Um, if if you're where they want to be, yeah. they're gonna come. Yeah, speaking, calling might entice them a little more, right? Speak, I want before I lose flags. Have you seen Dan's flag? The one on oh, the, the one they call the magic mic flag. Is that what they yeah, call it? yeah, it's on a big pole. <laughs> yeah. This thing is hilarious. I actually didn't really see it in the field until somebody started using it. It's basically a goose flag on the end of like a twelve foot flexible extendable. I think pole. you can get cell reception with it. Yeah, yeah, it's so good. It's, uh, is there any you... magic to that, or is that just? Apparently, it's easier to use. I don't know. I, I he, he brought it up here to hunt. You should have seen him trying to use it in the wind. Look like he's flying a kite. Yeah. Well, it gets away on you, right? Yeah. So. Yeah, totally. Uh, but I mean, there's all kinds of gimmicks and gadgets and stuff like. Well, the best gadget I've seen all weekend is one of the one of the guys who's up here hunting with us, Dan. Uh, he's the nicest guy. He's <laughs> he pulls out on the first morning what I've started to call the implement, in which he calls the BFG, which I believe stands for Big Fucking Gun. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> just a thing. guess. Yeah, yeah. Just a guess. Yeah. It is, basically imagine that somebody carved a 2x4 and then stuck a small cannon on top of it. It is a 10-gauge, bolt-action, magazine-fed, 36-inch yeah. barrel shotgun. It yeah. is amazing. It, it, rival, it rivals that pole that he's using for the flag. Yeah, the length yeah, yeah. He's a, I guess he's a go big or go home kind of guy, but that thing is like... Well, that's what I asked him. He was walking around with that. I'm like, are you going to tie a knife to that thing? Is that a, is that a bayonet? <laughs> bayonet somebody? Oh, he's also got this big beard and earrings, so he looks very like piratical, if yeah, that's even a yeah. word. I was saying you should set it up on a tripod and just put some windage on it. And oh, man. He's, he's like a, an artillery piece, that thing. He's a, Dan's a character for sure, and yeah. that's what makes these camps fun, man. You get... You know, twenty or so different guys in into a camp for three days. Yeah, at the start, and none of them. Not everybody knows everybody, so yeah, it's kind of like, oh, who's this guy? And what's this guy about? And, and by the end of the weekend, everybody's buddies. You yeah, know? and then it it morphs onto social media. You're going to keep in touch with these guys. You're going to you're going to yeah, recognize them at another event. You're, you know, and that's that's what this Go Hunt Birds deal is all about. We want we want people to grow the the bird hunting community right yeah definitely so. and actually you know maybe you can speak to this as well because you you clearly know a lot of people in the hunting and bird hunting community are there types of events that you recommend going to if you want to you know one of the tricky things i think for people who are starting hunting who are not growing up doing it or in communities who are doing it is is meeting other people and we're fortunate because of this podcast it's helped us make connections for sure yeah, well we that's how we met right exactly right yeah we had some other um you know, other people who we've met, you know, friends who have brothers who have farms that we can hunt on, that kind of stuff. Um, what do you recommend to people to just try and grow their hunting network? It's no different to do making friends anywhere. Like, yeah. Like, well, don't be an asshole is a good start. That's a good start, yeah. yeah. And, and, and find people that you have, like, interest with. And, and don't be shy to go up and talk to somebody that you think that might have some, like, interest with you. Right. Um, social media is making it so easy to touch base. Like... People you may know. Oh, this guy wears camel. I wonder. You That's know, a good start. Yeah, you know, and it's uh, it's just stuff like that. Um, I've gone to a lot of these Ducks Unlimited, Delta Waterfowl, you know, um, 
Wild Turkey Federation dinners. Yeah. I hear they're really fun. Yeah. Liam and I were talking about um, going to the one in Toronto this year, which is, I think it's like really fancy black tie. Oh, it's a, it's, it's a huge and, deal, yeah. 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 I think it would be fun with... Yeah. It's a few hundred bucks. I want to say it's like 500 bucks a ticket. Is is that right? Oh, yeah. It's a big deal. Well, it's a good cause though, right? Like, I think one of the things that it's easy to forget is how much work those organizations do. Like, in my real, in my real life, quote unquote real life, in my day job, I'm I'm actually an environmental lawyer and I was reading the other day a brief that Ducks Unlimited put in about the Fisheries Act and what its recommendations were on that, you know, and I'm at it. Well, they have biologists on staff. Oh, yeah. They know what they're talking about. We were out, uh, when we went to Saskatchewan last fall, we went out to the Oak Hammock. Oh, like the marsh there? Marsh. Yeah. Like, what a cool spot. Yeah. You know, and there's obviously a few bucks have gone into that, but like, it's like a bird sanctuary. Yeah, is it like a stopover for my for migration? Yeah, yeah, right. And they have a they have a nature observatory, and they got microphones, and they got it, you, you, like they got a microphone where you can hear the birds out on the marsh, and it's transmitting back to the to the station. And so you get cool. binoculars where you can go look at different places. So yeah, so I mean, uh, just pretty neat stuff. And I mean, they've been around for seventy five plus years, so. I think a lot of the tough thing, the tough thing for wetlands and, and selling them to people is not people get into wetlands really. Like how many people, I don't know a lot of people who spend any time in a marsh. Duck hunters. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> Trappers, exactly. duck hunters, you know, yeah. um, it's not the most glamorous place to be. It's, it stinks. It's mucky. It's <laughs> yeah. muddy. It's wet. It's cold. Yeah. And for whatever reason, that's I was, why we. Love I was it. saying to Misha this morning, the uh, the, the gent I was hunting with in our blind this morning, we were watching the sun come up. It was a beautiful morning this morning. I was saying to him, I don't know if there's a lot of other stuff that would force me to drive out here after getting up at four thirty yeah. in the morning to sit in the swamp. <laughs> like, what do you think of those blinds? Is that the first oh, time you I was in those? the one that's like a hotel with the dog exit yeah, in yeah, the middle. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, that one that was great. Yeah, that was good, and that was actually good. I've got my dog up here, and I'm trying to sort of sh- show him the early ropes of what duck hunting sort of looks yeah. like. It was great for him because it yeah. was just like a nice dry area for him yeah. to hang out. And um, he brought a bird in with some coaxing today, so those, that was good. Those uh, those blinds are great because because you're out of the water, you're out of the weather. We can, yeah, we can hunt in those rain. There's got. I was looking for the wood stove in there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, the bigger one, the the one further down, we, we we have a Coleman stove we bring in there. Oh dear, there's a little shelf we can make breakfast and stuff. Well, so. that's the beauty of having all the. You guys have an amazing amount of permissions. Like I just cannot believe. It's we drive, we're driving around there. It's like, oh, we can hunt that field. Oh, we can hunt that field. Yeah. Just turn into various fields. It, it's landowner permit. It goes back to, to making friendships, right? Um, the, yeah. A lot of these farmers that they're landowners that own the property. They're they're relatives of ours. They're friends of ours. They're they're people that we've got permission and we we made sure that we've maintained that. They know our vehicles. They, and that going back to why do you, who do you pick? You, yeah, you know you what see a truck. Who, and yeah, you know. yeah. Well, that they know that that's Mark's truck or that's Matt's truck or whoever's truck. You know. Yeah, they know that's what we're doing in there, right? You know, and that's kind of I made mention earlier today. Like the guys went to the field, and there's there's four trucks, and it's like, let's say that farmer goes in there tonight, and there's four trucks in there, and there's you know one has Nova or New Brunswick plates on it, and it's, farmers want to know. Well, fair enough, it's their land, right? Yeah, they yeah. their land. I mean, they're paying taxes on it, and they're but the the farmers are putting the seed in the ground. That's not cheap. Yeah, you know. Yeah, so totally. But um, but yeah, so we've been doing these duck camps for five years, and it's been great. You, this is your first duck camp. You were at the turkey camp yeah, we had this yeah. past spring. On a previous podcast, I talked about my first turkey that I got with uh, Sasha, who's now out running around. Is he hunting the field tonight? He's supposed to be meeting us here. Yeah. But who knows? We're doing a, a, a hunt slash scout slash exploratory 
Yeah, we got a, we got tonight. a field that we got permission on that there seems to be a marsh at the back of it. And uh, so we took a drive in there tonight, and there is a trail. So we came back here, and we're going to head in there and uh, see where it goes, Yeah, essentially. I've looked at it on Google Maps, and I, I know there's a water hole there. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, we might not shoot anything, but we may... Who knows? You know what's going to happen? We're going to flush a grouse after me going hunting for two hours yesterday yeah, yeah. in the room, not seeing a single one of the things. And that, again, is hunting. Like, you know, uh, I was talking with Sasha today, and we have so many little back ponds, back pockets. We know the landowner. We have permission to be there. It's just to take the time to cut a clear trail yeah. in there so so that when you only have two hours, it isn't a whole day expedition to get into there. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No, exactly. Um, well, that's so. I was thinking about this. Have you ever used the two D decoys, like the, um, the silhouettes? The yeah, silhouettes? yeah, yeah. yeah. We have some of those. We have some. Yeah, yeah. Because I went hunting with Perry a couple of weeks ago. He had like two hundred of those things. Yeah, he's got like fifteen or twenty dozen. Eh? Yeah, they're amazing, but they look pretty good. And actually, Perry sold all his. We, him and I were chatting about this this morning. He sold all his full body decoys like I have, and a lot of that is to do with the cost effective of it. Yeah, like you, could, I think you can buy a pretty good. Like a dozen little silhouettes, yeah. are like two hundred bucks. Yeah. Versus a dozen full bodies is like six hundred bucks. Especially the good ones, are yeah. Like, got a good, like the ones that we get to hunt with with you. Yeah, you know? like like we have some fully flocked full bodies, and the retail price on those is like eight hundred fifty bucks a yeah. dozen. You yeah. Know, we didn't pay that for them, but still, like they're still. They're that's that's a lot of money tied up in gear. So and bulky gear too. I think I'd have a tough time explaining to my wife why I had a ton of full body. Well, that's why <laughs> I have a whole, a whole garage to keep stuff. Yeah, in, I know. In, in, in closed trailers. And but, yeah. What do you figure the minimum? Like if somebody th- managed to get permission on a field that they knew they were geese on and they wanted to say go with hunt with two guys or it, a guy. It, time of year. So let's say it's September. Yeah. You, you don't like, like a good number of decoys. Like if you're going to field hunt for geese. Yeah. Like four dozen decoys is probably a good amount. Yeah. Um, as you get into the later season, you can't have enough decoys. Like yeah. we, the amount we have isn't enough. Like the, the, the birds in the early season, they're in little small flocks of anywhere from twelve to a hundred. You know, uh, they come in in small waves. In the fall, where we are anyway, and I mean it's different in different areas, but where we are, like you're, you're seeing five thousand, seven thousand, ten thousand geese. Yeah, they're coming in waves of one hundred and twenty at a time. You know. It's got to yeah, look, look real, right? So so your little piddly 10 or 15 dozen decoys in, in the field, they don't care. It's not going to do it. You know, And that's where we're in this low that I just spoke about earlier. Like we, we're just we're starting to get the big flocks of geese. We just don't have the gear for it. Yeah. So we're lucky to shoot five. We're lucky to shoot. And then once in a while you'll get skunked, and then another once in a while you'll get a you know five-man limit, and that's just the way it is. Right, yeah. What about um, setting up? Because... You know, one of the other thing, the great things about coming out with you guys is there's always somebody who generally knows what they're doing. Like, do you set up in the sun, in the shade, on a field edge? Like, let's say you're using layout blinds, because that's going to be different, obviously, than if you're using, mm-hmm. like, a panel blind or an A-frame. Like, what do you... So much to think about. Sun, the sun, where the sun comes up, what the way... The, ge- geese and ducks will always land into the wind. People don't realize that for whatever reason. They always land into the wind. So you want the wind at your back so that you're shooting towards the birds as they're coming at you. But then you got to play into the fact which way is the sun. If the wind is at your back and the sun is at your face, every time you go to shoot, you're going to be blinded by the sun. Yeah. You know? And so that's that's kind of the scenario we had this morning. And uh, we, we moved our blinds three different times. 
And then as the sun got a little higher, the sun was casting a shadow off the blinds, and the geese didn't like that. You know, so yeah, there's there's that to contend with. Um, it's easier to hide two blinds than it is to hide six. <laughs> yeah, you know, um, some fields you can get where you can hide in natural cover, a ditch, a fence row, or even in corn. Right, corn you don't that's even been need... cut, standing yeah. corn that's not been cut yet. Yeah. Every scenario is different, which is kind of why it's fun. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's the thing with waterfowl hunting that's so tough, I think, for somebody who who doesn't have a lot of storage spaces. Even a layout blind like takes up a lot of room. Yeah, I, I got to kick out some of the guys that come when they... Like, we we leave we leave our layout blinds either in my garage or in the trailers, and we leave them folded up, like, like or, uh, like, put together. Yeah. And the guys will come on these, like, from out of town and hunt with us on turkey camp and, or duck camp and stuff. Their blinds all folded up. Like as as if it came out of the box. Like just you know? they just unpacked it. Yeah. It's like well, like where are you going to put a layout blind in your car? Yeah. You know, and you, you for, let's say you brought your layout blind up from Toronto, but you're also bringing your cooler and your clothes and your dog, and you know, yeah. there's a lot of stuff to pack in your car. So of course you're going to fold all that stuff up. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas all, I have like twelve of those, and they're always put together stacked up and for, ready to go. for time wise. Like you know, all well, right. Times at a premium at that time of day when you're up that early. So. Uh, one of the guys that hunts with us, Jason Smith. Yeah. I always tease him because he always bags all his decoys when he's done the hunt. He <laughs> takes them all apart and he brushes all the sand off them, and you know, and and he's got six dozen decoys. So he always his his setup time is always about forty minutes more than mine, just because well, he's could, being especially because he's babying his gear, which is fine. It's expensive and it's his. He knew what he wanted with it, but but uh, I just throw it in the trailer like. Wash, we'll wash it at the end of the year. We'll, if stuff breaks, that's the price of doing business. Yeah. You know. No, exactly. You know, we, we, uh, we sell stuff off as we don't need it. Buy new stuff as we need it. You know, I, I was saying to one guy the other day, I figure I ha- I own personally close to 100 dozen decoys. Oh, my God. Between the snow goose spread that I have and the turkey decoys and the field mallards and the diver duck decoys and the spinning duck decoys and... Are we taking any decoys with us tonight, or do you uh, no? We're, we're just, just trying to jump shoot birds if we find them, or if something comes in while we're in there. We're just going to go more on a scouting expedition. Like, like I know there's water back there. I, I looked at it on the on the map, and it looks to be only about twelve to fourteen feet wide. Oh yeah, okay. So it's like a pot, like a wood duck puddle. Yeah. So we're gonna th- we're gonna maybe throw six or eight decoys in the truck. Maybe, maybe to make, it, to make us feel good. Well, <laughs> I, I'm I'm more concerned about bringing a chop saw. And, yeah, and getting in it, I want to. I want to cut a trail into there. Yeah, and um, I mean, again, we have permission on the property, so it's once I do this once and kind of get the lay of the land, then I'll know for the Future rest of my life. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, and and we have a lot of these little for, for those that are looking for places to hunt. Like I, we have a lot of these little places that we found on Google Maps. And Google Maps is so good for that. It's such a know. good tool. Sat the satellite view. I like, man, I cannot emphasize enough how good that tool is. And another little tip for somebody too that maybe, uh, so I have a buddy who's a real estate agent. Yeah. Let's say you find a property that's got birds on it. This is what I do. I'll message him with the the Google Maps screenshot, the coordinates, the the surrounding roads. He'll get back to me with the landowner and the phone number. Right. Because he has access to that, that, you know. Right. And so you just sort of cold call him? Well, it depends. Maybe I know him already. Hey, listen, I, I, I know you own that field down here. Do you think I could hunt there? You know, or, uh, or if, if, if I don't, maybe maybe the field belongs to somebody who lives in a different place. So I'll go see him at his house. 
you know, or whatever. Like it's, it's being resourceful. Yeah. 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 Knocking door. I've never actually gotten, I've never really tried it. I think I'm still too like scared. It's ridiculous. It's yeah. fear of rejection, right? Yeah. But I've never just rolled up on places cold and knocked yeah. on doors. Luckily, we've managed to get either permissions through people we do know. Um, Liam, who uh, sometimes appears on this podcast, has some property that mm-hmm. we hunt fairly often. Um, and then there's a bunch of crown land near my family cottage. But um, I, I keep telling myself, oh, I just got to go and just do it and yeah. just deal with it. And, and that's like, you know, Liam does, that was Liam's thing. He's like, I live in Toronto. I want to hunt. I want to go regularly. So he bought property. Yeah. You know. And he took made an investment, and I'm sure he's got a few bucks tied up in that now. And, yeah, yeah, it's a great spot, though. You know, yeah. And um, that's kind of like this camp we have here. It's, it belongs to Sash's dad, and he's made an investment in here. We rented from him for the times we need it, but but hopefully it stays in Sash's family, or we we find a way to keep this place. And I'd like to do this for 30, 40 years. You yeah, know? we're young. You're in your 30s. I'm in my 30s. I mean, I should be doing this when we're 70. Yeah, that'd you be know? good news. You know, that so. means we can still at least walk. Yeah. But but I mean, we, there are some guys that like Ron's seventy three. Like Alfie's seventy. Those oh guys, yeah, those guys. Those are that guys are young, young, young seventy. Yeah, but those guys were were here all weekend too. You know, hunting with us and having a good time. And I think the food was okay. Eh? Yeah, food's alright. Yeah, yeah. We I think last night we were running two big deep fryers outside, and and uh, today I was like, mm, I should probably eat a vegetable at some point. You know, ah, that's what Monday's for. <laughs> virtue. Monday's for virtue. Yeah. Go back to work. Sounds like uh, Sasha's coming. Oh, the boys Sasha. are here. Come on in, Sasha. We're just uh, recording a podcast, man. Are you? Yeah, come on in. Now, the trick is how am I going to get you in? We'll just have to talk really loud. So, we're almost done I'll anyway. We're going to head out and go hunting soon. Okay. So. I'll, I'll pass it across to you, when you when, whenever you're going to chime in. Yeah. I'll go inside. <laughs> he tries to say, tries, tries to say it quietly. Yeah. We're uh, we're gonna go in about five six minutes. So yeah, it's all right. It's mini 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 cast. Mini cast. Well, it's in fact a full length in the sense that we're both putting it out. So if you want to listen to it twice, it'd be about forty five minutes. Yeah. What our... his will be probably edited better than mine because I'm just gonna go through it once really quickly. And well, the problem with these lav mics that I'm using is they tend to uh, brush your clothes sometimes, so you have to listen to it a little bit. Because oh, yeah. every once in a while you get a, which is a very annoying thing for people yeah. to listen to, even though I just made that noise yeah. with my voice. The one thing I want to ask you about before we go is about wood ducks, because I just think they're the coolest thing. What's the technique? Have you shot one? Never. Really? Well, I've seen them come blazing past me. Oh, they're like but rocket too far, Yeah, they're amazing. I mean, I even watching them last year when we were, we were hunting turkeys and they, they pile into the water like full tilt. Oh, that's right. You were hunting with us. That when morning, it was like that yeah. Cabela's commercial yeah, morning. yeah. <laughs> You know what? I've never seen all the footage from that video yet. We got to get. We that should see Sebastian. it because it's beautiful with yeah. the deer coming through. Yeah, we had everything, eh? Mallards and wood ducks and <laughs> fog off the water and deer running through the field and then turkeys and yeah, yeah, yeah that was cool. Yeah, what's is it a decoy situation with them as well? Just being where they want to be. Yeah, they're a hard duck to decoy. They uh, they're fast. They tend to wave in versus coast in. Right. And they're very weary. So yeah. like they're skittish, yeah. but uh, they are like a, a Drake wood duck is the most beautiful. They're beautiful ducks, you know, puddler anyway. Yeah. Um, I, my dog's first retrieve was two Drake wood ducks. I have one of them mounted yeah. in my office. Um, we shot a bunch of nice ones at the last duck camp. Um, the guys might shoot too. I think they're still around. I've seen a few while scouting. I I start to know when the when the when the mallards start show up in nice coloring. 
it's usually the sign of the end of the wood ducks leaving. Like they migrate yeah. south, right? We saw we saw three yesterday yeah. when we were grouse hunting, wheeling around in the at the lake yeah. back there. But. So they're still around. Um, our lake that we hunt on them is uh, pretty good, notorious for them in the end of September. Yeah. So we're now almost in the middle of October. So, so it's a bit late for them. But they're still here. I mean, we've shot them into November. Yeah. It's, it's been a, pretty warm. It's a matter of the weather. To, we haven't had much negative weather. Like like today was minus one, but it it quickly warmed up. And I don't know what, I think it's like seven or eight degrees yeah. now. So No, it's nice out. I don't think I'm, I think I'm going to go without the Merino base layer. Yeah. I think yeah. we're going to be doing a lot more yeah. working than sitting. I was, I was teasing my buddy. He bought uh, a 2.0, Under Armour 2.0. Oh, yeah. And he found it too cold, and then he bought a 3.0, and he found it really hot. He's like, man, he's like, I don't know. He's like, I don't know what I'm going to do when it gets cold. And I'm like, well, just wear a 5.0. He's like, well, they don't make 5.0. I said, yeah, just wear your 2 over top of your 3, or your 3 over top of your 2. So, just wear a wetsuit. Yeah, just wear a wetsuit, yeah. But, All right, well, should we go start loading up our uh, We just got to get dressed. Scout? We just got to get out of our flip-flops and, and shorts. And well, to, and yeah, to, speak for yourself. Yeah. I'm sitting here in yeah. work pants and a... And a sweater that I'd bash brush and hunting grouse that was my grandpa's but uh, I want to thank you for doing introducing me to the podcast world of hunting oh yeah um, my pleasure that we talked about that before um, I listen to a lot of podcasts for the business world of the of the industries that I'm following in the marketing and advertising world and I got thinking man there, there must be some hunting podcasts so I looked up hunting podcasts and of course there's lots yeah, there are. And then I thought, I wonder if there's waterfowl ones. And then I thought, if there's Canadian waterfowl ones, and you guys were the first one. Like, you, you remember you did that podcast about the guy from Saskatchewan? Yeah, that's right. Saskatchewan. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Ben. And really so, good guy. Yeah. He, he gave me all my dog training books. Yeah. yeah. And so uh, I listened to that, which prompted me to contact you guys. Yeah. And here we are. Here we are, drinking beers. You know. We didn't even get to our second beers, which means we didn't well, have enough time for our podcast we'll, we'll just have to put those back in the cooler yeah well they'll be here when we get back yeah, yeah i so, hope so tonight we're eating goose lasagna for dinner yes which um, in its last uh, iteration was uh totally acceptable it never disappoints we're gonna throw that in the oven now yeah. before we head out no i've been looking forward to it so much knowing that it was being cooked i brought myself my own yeah. personal bottle of red wine yeah. which i'll share i'll share a little yeah, yeah. a little shot for everybody but yeah uh, yeah Give well, let, let's pull out of here yeah let's do it and we're gonna rock on to uh Hopefully bring some ducks back for dinner. Well, if not, we'll have done some work anyway over into our lasagna. Yeah, cool, man. Thanks a lot. You too.